Hello. It is a real privilege to be here with you guys, and I am actually well excited about talking, so <laughs> I hope we have a great time. Yeah, like Esme said, I'm Annie from Brighton, I'm married to Dan, I've got three kids who are seven, five, and four. Um, I'm currently sitting down because I have torn cartilage in my knee, and I'm having an operation, not on Monday, but a week on Monday, so not just trying to be trendy and sit down. <laughs> Can't really stand for very long. Um, and I'm here with my mum, who is called Joy, and she is a joy, and I'll talk about her a bit later, but um, I love her, and I'm so grateful to God for her and for the part that she's played in my life and in reading the Bible, so that is why she is here. Um, and also because she's never on social media, she won't have a mobile phone, <laughs> which is fine, but I can never say anything public about how much I love her and how good she is, so I feel like you're just going to come and sit there and for me to tell people how wonderful you are and how you've just, yeah, really um, yeah, helped my walk with God in a way that I don't think anyone else could have done. So thank you. Right, I basically want to share, I guess, a bit of my heart and my love for the Bible. Um, so much that we could say, but I, it's going to come mostly from that and my journey in it and how God speaks to me. And so I hope that at some point it resonates with you. Um, I think as Christians it, it can feel like reading the Bible is something that we should do. It can feel like a bit of a duty. Um, but I think it's one thing to try and read your Bible because you feel you should, and another thing entirely to have a nature that finds it impossible not to read it. And um, I'm just going to say that again. It's one thing to feel like you should read the Bible, and it's another thing to have a nature that makes it impossible for you not to read it. And I'm not by any means saying that I've made it. Um, but I know that Jesus has changed my nature towards the Bible, so that it's not. Sometimes it's still a discipline. I can't say that it's. Um, it's you know it comes every day, but it's my nature towards that the book is is different to what it was 20 years ago, and that's because he's changed me and increased love for it, and mostly because he's increased my love for him, and I find him in the Word. So. I don't know where you're at today, whether you're new Christians, old Christians, whether you read it a lot, you don't read it at all, you kind of feel you should or you actually love it. But um, I, I know that Jesus changes our hearts and he changes our natures. And in Corinthians it says, We all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And my hope is that in this 40 minutes or whatever, um, as we behold Jesus through his word, we'd be transformed to be more like him, that our hearts would come more alive to the word, that our natures would be changed a bit. Um, I've called it, oh, it doesn't really, they don't, they're just something to look at if you, they help sometimes, don't they? But I just want us to, wherever we're at, whatever level we're at, I want us to up a level in, in our love for God. So I'm just going to pray again, actually, that the Holy Spirit does that, because I can't do that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd be with us. I thank you that you're the one that comes and works in our hearts and transforms and changes. And I pray, Father, that we would leave this room loving the word and loving you more than when we came in. In Jesus' name, amen. So my kind of outline is just to talk a bit about my journey in the Bible and then talk a bit about the Bible itself, why I love it, and then just some practical things that I find helpful in case you find them helpful. Um, so start with my journey in this book. I use the word journey on purpose because I, yeah, like I said, don't feel by any means that I've made it, but I've travelled a little way. I know I've got lots more to travel, but I'm on this road of um, delving into the Bible and hearing God speak to me. Um, 
And that journey started when I was quite young. I became a Christian when I was seven, had Christian parents, um, and early memories of my mum always being first awake in the house, reading the Bible downstairs. Um, it was normal to hear her singing um, from my bedroom and normal to come down and just see her by the breakfast table with the Bible open and often in a crazy dressing gown with crazy hair, <laughs> but Bible open. And it wasn't, I don't ever remember her telling me this is what you should do or, um, yeah, no kind of that on me, but just, uh, I just remember growing up thinking that, that that is what you do. You just wake up and you read your Bible. And I remember in them, um, either at the beginning of secondary or the very end of primary school, I did, I got quite a good school report and, um, my present was an alarm clock because <laughs> it's very rock and roll and lots of money. My present was a little pink alarm clock. And, but actually, it's so amazing because I just started setting my alarm and just literally moved the little hand, set it earlier and started to get up and read. Um, and I guess probably a few years after that, I remember going to a Bible week and I had one of <coughs> those moments where someone points at you in the crowd and tells you to stand up and you're like, oh my gosh, you're going to reveal every sin I've ever done. But she said, you will love the word of God and your bubbly character will attract people to it. Um, and I've held that for probably over 20 years and I suddenly was like, wow, God, today, is that part of the fruit of what you said all those years ago, just having this love of the Bible and being able to share it. So I feel, yeah, very, very glad to be here. Um, I'm very surprised at God's faithfulness and goodness um, yeah, to, to even to be able to speak on it. So I can't remember all that I've read, um, how many times I've read the same things. I read the Bible and I think, oh, I read that before, that's so amazing. Um, but I feel like that's okay. I can't remember all the meals I've eaten, but I know they've kept me alive. And I think <laughs> my heart for God is that. I don't remember everything, like, but I know he's kept me alive. And um, Matthew 4 says that man cannot live by bread alone but by the words that come from the mouth of God. And I just feel like all these years, his word gives me life. It fully gives me life and it keeps giving me life. So I keep going back to it. Um, another scripture that I love is Psalm 119, where it says, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And his word has just slowly been stored up, stored up, little drip, drip, drips. And he's kept me, kept me safe, kept me from sin. Um, and I'm not perfect at all. I'm not unscarred by life. My life's you know, especially at the moment, feels quite messy. Um, but his words in my heart and through it all, being single, being married, having kids, losing kids, you know, babies, change, loss, everything. His word is uh, constant um, and he is constant. And I just feel like those two themes of um, him bringing life and us storing up uh, kind of go hand in hand, a bit like truths often do, don't they? You worship in spirit and in truth, and we're saved by God's grace alone, but we also run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Those two things go together. And I feel just as we go through this thing, the themes of God bringing life and us storing up go hand in hand a bit. So there's stuff that only he can do. He brings life. We can't bring that. He brings life, but we can store. And I guess I want to encourage you just to keep storing, start storing or keep storing. But um, yeah, so the, the Bible. The first thing I want to say um, about the Bible, one of the reasons why I love it, is that it is about God, which might seem really obvious. <laughs> but, um, I've read this, started to read, I'm a bit bad at finishing books, um, started to read a book by a lady called Jen Wilkin called Women of the Word. And she just articulated it in a way that I hadn't realised. Um, how the Bible's about God and often we come to it 
thinking, oh, but can you speak to me? And what are you going to say to me? And what's my identity? And how can you help me in my situation? And actually, coming that way can be a bit back to front. And I think we first come to the Bible because it is about God. And it's about his rule and reign, that big story of he creates, we fall, he rescues, redeems, and he's restoring. And that whole story of the Bible, told in loads and loads and loads of other little stories throughout the Bible, it's about him. And um, we need to see him first in order that we see other things right. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and other things added. So I just, yeah, might be really obvious, but it's about God. And when we come to the Bible, see it as a book about him. What can he say to you about himself? What's he doing? Um, just a personal story. I had a bit of a row with my husband on Father's Day of all days. It was really bad. Um, I had a little bit of a row about something. Woke up the next day and was like, oh God, okay, this is what I do wrong. And this is, I've done this and this. What, you know, help me change. And quite focused on the circumstance and on my weakness and um, all ready to look up verses about not being rude and <laughs> all those things that I am. Um, and I just, as I went to open the Bible app on my phone, the verse for the day was Isaiah 41 which um, I'll read it. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And suddenly, my whole way of looking at things just got turned around. I was like, oh, I'm so looking at me and wanting you to speak to me about me. I've not looked at who you are. And, the, and he just, that, that sentence, if you highlight what he says, it says, I am, I am. I will, I will, I will. And I was like, okay, there we go. Settled in my heart, just totally settled. I, I, he will be at work. <laughs> he will change me. Um, but it's him and he'll do it. And I don't have to strive and try and make it all happen. But just knowing that he is with me, I don't need to be afraid. He will help me. He will strengthen me. He will uphold me. Suddenly the, the love of God just rushed in and took away all sense of how much I've got to try hard today and just actually it was easy reconciliation came easy forgiveness came easy um, because I'd caught a glimpse of who he was and what he does and I think like I said earlier in Corinthians where we behold him we're transformed and when we read the Bible we get a chance to behold him and he transforms us he takes our eyes off ourselves puts our eyes onto him and we see him and um, he brings us life so yeah firstly Bible's about him he brings us life. Secondly, I love that the Bible tells us the gospel. Um, like I said before about the big story of God's rule and reign. Um, it tells us that again and again and again. And that is the gospel. That God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And that, again, is something that brings such life, knowing the gospel. That's how we got saved. That's how we're here, the gospel of, of Jesus. His, his great life and death and resurrection is how we're saved. It's how we started on this journey with God. Um, but it's also how we continue our journey with God. And I think sometimes it's... I know I get tempted to feel like I started off in God and in the spirit and then I get tempted to do it on my own <laughs> or to do it in the flesh or to get strength from other things from like 
religious activity or from my friends or from health or from other things. I try and carry on this walk in, with strength coming from other things and actually it doesn't come. The days when I need it most, strength in those things doesn't come. It comes from the gospel. So we start in it, we've got to stay in it. Um, and Paul writes to the Galatians, he says, Foolish Galatians, who's bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? So Paul's pretty harsh. He says we're foolish. Foolish to think we can carry on in the flesh. Being saved by the Spirit that we carry on in the flesh, it's foolish. We have to keep holding on to the gospel and that is the only thing that will give us strength and enable us to keep living this life that God has called us to live. Um, now I keep looking. I honestly don't mind, it's fine, sorry. <laughs> um, I love the outdoors and going on adventures and swimming in the sea and so this knee scenario has been pretty tricky and in a way I think Come on, it's going to be a day surgery. It's not a big deal. We just listened to Anna talk about some hectic stuff that's gone on. And I think, oh, this is quite small. <laughs> but I'm sharing it because it's poignant to me. And it's how God's strengthened me through his gospel in this current situation that I'm in. So, I um, yeah, I've got three small kids. I hurt my knee in May. I can't work. I'm a nurse. I can't work. <laughs> I can't walk. I can just about pick my kids up from school and come back. I could just about do a small food shop and come back and then I'm like crashing with it all on the floor. It just, it's life has just slowed down and shrunk quite a lot. And um, I think the crunch point came when I spoke to one of the admin guys and they said, oh, there's no space till September. And I was like, oh Lord, how can I do the whole summer holidays with like this leg? I can't do it. Like, please help me. Um, and I just, my mum was there at the time and I put the phone down and was just crying, like getting in a bit of a frenzy and she was it was amazing she just said you know whose hands you're in and you know his perfect timing and I was like yeah that's true but uh, still feel a bit stressed about it um so we walked into town had a drink walked home and I just felt God um I just called out I said, God I still need you to speak to me I need I need your word to come alive to me because I'm still stressing <laughs> and I felt him prompt me to go into an art shop which I don't normally do um, and walked around the gallery and there was a photo a print of um, all the letters of the alphabet and the A was a big golden A and it came my mind went back to the song that I learnt as a kid Annie Apple goes ah in words <laughs> and I just felt like him say you're the Annie Apple of my eye and I was like oh okay Thanks, that's sweet. <laughs> and it was like a little treasure just going in. But I still felt a bit, ugh, and I went home and I just opened my Bible and was like, God, I still need you. It's still not enough. Like, I, I'm still stressed that I'm going to have to wait two months with family and I haven't hoovered my house for a month. And ugh, it's all just messy. Um, and I read a, I just re realised it's on my phone. I'm just, um, my friend sent me a message the day before, and this is what she said. Let me find it. Oh, actually, before, before I read my message from my friend, I got a message from my boss. Because um, she works at the hospital, I was kind of banking a bit on that someone would be able to swing things for me because I work in the hospital. Um, and she sent me this text that said, John has sent some, relevant, some emails to relevant people. And I was like, wow, this is what I've been putting my hope in. 
that John can send some emails to relevant people. <laughs> it just seems so empty. I was like, that, seriously, that's what you've been hoping in? This guy, John, who doesn't know you, doesn't love you, you can send some emails and hope for the best. And I was like, Lord, what am I doing? Like, that's his limit. Like, he, hopefully they'll be helpful, but really, that's not anything to hope in, is it? And then I reread this message from my friend, that, and she felt God say, I've Annie in the palm of my hand. I will comfort her like a hen covers her chicks all over with soft feathers. I will lift her burdens so that they feel even lighter than a feather. And I was thinking, well, that's pushing it, <laughs> to be honest. How can burdens, like, I feel quite burdened. I can't imagine how they'll feel lighter than a feather. Um, so then I was like, right, you've told me you're the other apple of my eye. I'm the apple of your eye. And I'm going to go to the Bible and see where Scripture talks about being the apple of your eye. So I had a few verses. Surprisingly, a lot of them, apples and feathers go together. But um, I got this one in Deut- I went. I, I turned to Deuteronomy, and it said, The Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted heritage. So right from the start, I was like, okay, God, they're telling me I'm your, heri- I'm your heritage. I'm your special possession. Right. And then it says this, He found him in a desert land, and in the howling waste of the wilderness, he encircled him. He cared for him. He kept him as the apple of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up its nest, that flutters over its young, spreading out its wings, catching them, bearing them on its pinions. The Lord alone guided him. No foreign god was with him. He made him ride on the high places of the land, and he ate the produce of the field, and he suckled him with honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Now... That isn't the gospel. <laughs> I don't know what is the gospel. That, that was me. I'm in the desert place, in the wilderness, you know, being a bit dramatic. And he's come to me and encircles me, carries me, covers me, rescues me. And I was like, there it is. That's your word to me, God. It's the gospel. Once again, you found me where I am. You're redeeming what it is. And you're restoring me. And you will restore me. The funny thing is, I've got a brand new bike on the bike to work scheme. And... I haven't been able to ride it. It's just been on, in, my, in this room on the wall. And I keep looking at it like, well, I, I can't ride you. Um, and so as I reread that verse, the last bit, the last verse is, he made him ride on the high places of the land. And I just felt, I just burst out laughing. So I was like, God, you're so funny. You're going to make me ride my bike again. I just felt such peace. There's a really massive hill in Brighton called the Beacon. And I just felt him say, you're going to ride it. And I was like, God, suddenly laughter's come, the burden's lighter than a feather because his gospel's <laughs> given me the strength I need and then he's actually having a bit of a joke that I'm going to ride my bike up this big hill. I was like, I could never have imagined that you'd do that, but you've spoken such life to me um, through the gospel and through his kindness. And so that's another reason why I love the Bible. It tells us about God, it tells us the gospel. Number three, the Bible helps me recognise his voice. I think I've realised, especially in these last six months, as I've slowed right down, (laughs) how much he wants to speak to me and how much he is. If I give him half an ear, how much he is speaking to me. It's a real, it's a reality. It's not just a spiritual moment. It's in crazy, everyday life. The more time we spend in the word, the more we know what he sounds like and then we hear him everywhere. So I feel, I've just named a few things. God's spoken to me through lambs, (laughs) Disney, tree branches, tents, songs on the radio, and probably the weirdest thing of all, coat elastic. He's, no, I know it sounds weird, but I'll just, I'll explain a few of them. So I've got three kids, and I think um, I can be a bit harsh as a (laughs) mum. 
and there was a time when we were um, at a farm looking at lambs and the guy was talking about the shepherding them and sheep dogs and um, I was like, oh yeah, the, the shepherd, he shepherds, and the and the sheep dog is used to shepherd. But if it's not a, if it's not the shepherd's dog and it's just a barky dog, it worries the sheep. And just really gently, I felt God say, don't don't be too barky. <laughs> You're to shepherd your children, not worry them. And I was like, oh God, okay, thanks. It's not a beating with a stick. It's a gentle. There's some lambs here, and you can le- you can learn from the shepherd <laughs> to shepherd. Um, and another thing about my kids, I was we were, had some sticks at home, and we were doing arrows and peeling off all the bark for, to make the shiny arrows. And some of the branches were really thin and really easy to peel um, the, the bark off. And my son came with this massive stick. The bark was like that thick, and I was trying to pick it off. I was like, "Sorry, bud, there's no way this is coming off." And I just felt like God say, "They're thinner skinned than you." Same, same theme again they're thinner skinned you're, you're a bit older a bit thicker you can take more they take less and just go gentle with them and I was like oh thanks just that gentleness coming in it says in Timothy his word is his breathed out word is profitable for teaching reproof for correction for training that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work and I feel like God, there's no no one can bring correction like God. <laughs> Anyone else, I'm like, what? What are you telling me what to do? But God's just got this way of speaking so gently and through lambs and twigs. I think, okay, Lord. But I, I feel like that store of his word in my heart, I then know the voice when it comes through weird things. The coat elastic one, I am... Um, I was... Uh, someone asked me the night before, how, how elastic is your grace? And I was like, oh... Not very. <laughs> it's a bit small and not very plastic. And we have um, our front door goes straight onto the street, and we need I need a bit of a breeze through sometimes. So we hook the coats are right there. So we just hook a bit of someone's like cagoule elastic round the handle, keeps the door open, lets the breeze come through. Um, and I was sitting there, and the door slammed, and I thought, oh, it's pinged off. Um, the door shut because the elastic's not on it anymore. And I went to the door. And the elastic was still on, but I just stretched all the way and the door had shut. And I was like, oh. And I felt like God said, that's how elastic my grace is. If you want, you can shut the door on me. Um, I'll let you. And, and then it was with the slightest touch of the catch that it boom, straight open and the wind rushed through again. And I was like, oh, God. Even through coat elastic. <laughs> this is totally bonkers. But you're telling me, you will give me space to go, no, not having what you say, I don't like it. But the second... I turn back and go, oh, he rushes in, breathe, flowing through the house again, and it's such life. So I, I feel like spending time in the Word helps me know his voice and then helps me hear it in, in other things. If it, if it doesn't resonate with the Bible, it's not God. <laughs> so we don't have to, we can get some crazy ideas. If it doesn't resonate with the Bible, get rid of it. But if, it's, if it sounds like the God that is in the Bible, he speaks through anything. And everything, if we, if we let him. So, yeah, we store up that word, he speaks life, through the Bible, but through any circumstance as well. I don't know how long this is. Okay, we're not doing it. And then number four, which often we come to the Bible for this one, this is kind of why I've put it at the end on purpose, is that the Bible tells us who we are. Um, and it's full of, full of truth. Like I googled, what does the Bible say about me? So if you're in any doubt, just Google it, and you'll get a whole big list of all the wonderful things that it says. Um, and actually, there's um, John Piper's got a website called Desiring God, 
and he's, there's a brilliant article on there um, that says what God thinks about you. So that's really worth a read as well. But his, his word is so different to our word. I think Hebrews um, says the word of God is living and active. It's a speak-do word. Like when he speaks, stuff happens. You can't have him speaking without stuff happening. So in Genesis where he says, let there be light, light happens. And I think, I know me personally, I can lose that a bit, that when he says, you're a saint, I often switch to, well, I'll try and be a saint. And it's like, no, he's spoken it, so it's happening. Mm. Um, and um, again, that, that storage of the living, active word that is in our hearts, that's, it transforms us as we start to realise, oh, yeah, I'm not striving to try and be this I'm a bit of a striver in case you couldn't tell. I'm not striving to try and be righteous or be this or be his daughter. I am because he's spoken it and his word is an active word that is alive. And as he speaks, it happens. Um, Romans 12 says, We are transformed by the renewing of our mind that by testing we may discern what is the will of God, what what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I've put... Do we know what God's will is? Sometimes. Do we know what our own will is? Most of the time. And we need help to discern what our will is, get rid of it, so we know his will. And the more we're in and the more we have that store of living, active word, speaking his you know, present, continuous truth over us, the more we um, yeah, realise who, who we are in him. And I'm not a theologian or a specialist in Greek in any way, but... And this, I, yeah, check it out just to make sure. But there, the Bible talks about two different types of truths. There's two words for it in Greek. There's like a universal truth that's like God's word is true all the time. And then there's also specific now truth that God speaks. And I think both are important. Those things I shared earlier about coats or lambs or his universal truth is Things like, he loves me, I'm a daughter, I'm chosen, I'm blameless. But there's also specific truth that he wants to reveal in specific circumstances. Um, and we need both. I can't, being hospitally, I think, I don't know if you've ever been in hospital on a morphine pump. You can have a morphine pump that runs a baseline of morphine and then you get a button for the extra good stuff (laughs) and you press that button and you get a little bit of boost if you've like had surgery or something and I feel like it's a bit like that you want this background of truth but you also want those moments where he speaks that specific life truth to you for your specific situation Um, and so some things that God's spoken to me recently um, just I guess I know they're true even from John 15 upstairs I'm in Christ I am not a small plant looking at a big tree trying to be that big tree I am in him and even just that imagery that brings that alive to me I'm like God that was I needed that truth I needed it to be real to me um, I'm not separate from you I'm in you all that is in you flows through me um, another one that I feel a bit more cautious about is I feel like God said to me in the last few weeks that he needs me and goes against the grain I think of what I naturally feel about God because I'm like you don't need me I need you but um we went camping with the with the school friends a few weeks ago and I was with my daughter at the end and she was we were just clearing up on the Sunday it was really hot everyone's a bit tired and she's like mom can I go on the iPad 
and um, my husband said, yeah, help your mum for 15 minutes and then you can go on the iPad and chill out for a bit. So she's inside the tent with me and we're sweeping up a bit and folding up some clothes and she's like, am I done yet? Can I go? <laughs> I was like, oh, a bit more time. And then she'd kind of forget a bit about the iPad and get it stuck in with me and we'd fold some stuff and, and then she'd go, hmm, actually, can I go now? And I was like, oh, a little bit more, but I still need your help because I can't really do much on the gammy leg. Um, so she... Uh, just carried on staying, but eventually was like, come on. I was like, okay, it's fine, time, you can go. Just sit in the car, look at the iPad. And I just felt like God say, sometimes, um, I don't want you to be with me, just so it's like a, I've done that now, can I go and do that, please? <laughs> but actually, he wants me with him. Um, yeah, in a way, that I can't, I've never had it before, but feeling like he needs me with him. And I often feel like, I want to do things for you, God. I'll do it for you. And he's like, no, I want you with me. I want to do things with you. And I need you to love people. You're there because I need, they need to know my love through you. And so with my husband, he needs me to love him and be gentle and be gracious and keep going. And with my kids, he needs me to parent them and love them. And with my neighbours, and he wants to show them how much he loves them through me. I was like, God, I feel like that's quite special. Because <laughs> I always think, gosh, you don't need me, so I need, I need you. But if Ephesians says he's prepared good works for us, that we should walk in them. And just having that, lifting the lid a little bit on what I think God's like. And um, I think, oh, okay, that's a bit different, but we'll go with that. <laughs> so these truths he speaks. We don't need to try. He, he speaks and they happen. And that's who we are, by his grace. We stand in those truths. And it, because he's spoken them, that's, what, that's what's true. Um, so, yeah, storage and life. I feel like I've gone really fast. So, practically, because I think sometimes it's good to get a bit practical. Um, there's a bit in Nehemiah where Ezra is speaking to the people. And it says, Ezra, open the book in the sight of all the people. So I think firstly, from a practical point of view, I want to just encourage you, open the book, <laughs> get it open and don't worry too much about, I, I guess, yeah, it's easy to think, oh, how can I keep going? Uh, don't worry too much about that, just you start with opening the book and yeah, so open it. And then a bit later on in Nehemiah, a verse we all probably know, says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, and I want to... The next practical thing is just to get happy in God. Um, Andrew Wilson does an amazing talk on being happy in God. And he kind of says, that's your priority of the day. Get happy in him. Get filled in him. Um, however, however you do that, just get happy in him. Because once you're full of him, you're not trying to get full in anything else. That, that inside ache or thing that we need we try and put that on anyone else it's too much for them anything else it's too much for it but we get rooted in God happy in him we can then go into the day full and I, I'm a morning person I get up early that's my husband is not a morning person in any way I don't think it really matters I think as long as there is a point in your day when you are getting filled in God knowing who he is what his truth is um, in that, and that specific truth for, for the moment that you're in um, and then go about your day. I think it's good to have that in a day but probably in the week as well. I find 
I've realised prayer meetings, although sometimes I feel like, oh, it's a prayer meeting, I want to stay in. Actually, it's a place where I get happy, happier and fuller in God than... Um, I always come out feeling fuller. And so I think, right, actually, they're, they're a priority for me. And Sundays, it's a priority for me. And um, in the year, Andrew, again, Wilson, talks about New Day, that the big youth celebration. He's like, it's, my, it's a yearly high point in my walk with God, I go because I just get full and I get happy in who he is and what he's doing and the bigger picture of the church. And So I'd encourage you, what, yeah, what, what your time is, go for it. Where your place is, it could be inside, it could be walking, along, walking out somewhere. Um, start getting happy in God. Build it into your life, those little daily habits. Whether it's the verse for the day like that pops up on the app on your phone. First thing you do if you're looking at your phone, look at the word for the day. See what the Bible is, what, what verse you've been given for that day. Um, but yeah, get happy in God. Another practical thing, I'd say read the whole book. Sometimes it's easy to go to the bits that we love and, and feel like, yes, I love this bit, it makes me feel really nice. <laughs> but actually, God, that verse in Deuteronomy, I was like, that was years before Jesus came and that, you know, we know the gospel through his life. But it's there. And I want to, so I feel like, the whole thing. I read, personally, I try and read the Bible in a year. It's never a year. It's like five years. But the Bible in a year plan, and I read it chronologically because um, I've loved, if like, for example, reading about David. As you read through his life, you then get a psalm, and you get the psalm that he's written at that time in his life. And it's, it just makes it, it makes it real. Like he's, so when he's doing well, you get the hoo psalms, and when he's doing badly, it's like, the Lord, please don't forsake me. And it's really helpful to see that journey of his life and the songs that he's writing. So I read the whole book. I read it um, chronologically. And just, I hadn't written this down, but an amazing God's timing. I was talking with my mum on the way up. Um, I've had two miscarriages, um, one after my first daughter. And I, the bit that I was in in the Bible at that point was Moses when um, Moses gets taken away by Pharaoh's daughter, and I just was like, oh, the loss that that mum must have felt as her son was taken. Um, and then a bit look further on in the story, he gets given back to her, and she gets paid <laughs> to look after <laughs> her son. And I just felt like God say, there is a double portion in me, like. You will you you feel this loss, but there was there is a double return in me, um, and it was such I was like hanging on to that. I was like God, I don't know whether that's if she's going to be my only child. I have to I'll settle that because you've promised me there will be a return, whether it's on earth, whether it's in heaven. You'll bring it back to me because you're like that, <laughs> super generous. Um, and I've gone on to have two more children, hallelujah. Um, and after my so last year I had another miscarriage and coincidentally, <laughs> five years later, as I'm reading my year in a Bible, your Bible in a year plan, I am at the exact same passage. <laughs> it's, it's mental. The exact same thing, Moses' mum, she loses a son. She gets him back twice and I think, oh God, I couldn't have planned that if I tried. The days I miss it, the days I read a bit more, like there is no way that this is accidental. And just, I don't know how. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we probably won't have any more biological kids because I, th I think we won't. And that's like, ah. But um, I don't know what God's got in store. But He said it once before, and I believe Him. They'll do it again. So there'll be a, there'll be a double 
return in whatever way I don't know but I feel like it's I can trust him and walk with faith um, in what he says to me so yeah read the whole book there's good stuff in the Old Testament um, and keep storing I feel just keep storing it like that I said right at the beginning you won't remember everything but it's it's going in and I just want to yeah my mum's she's had this I'll show you this Bible has been recovered Three times? Mm. So it's thicker than your average Bible because it's full of extra pages of writing, things that God's spoken to her, promises um, that she's holding on to from that he said. And I think keep storing it, <laughs> yeah. keep storing that word. Um, he has so much to say and so. Yeah, so many good things to promise. And the more we store, the more we delve into it and, and treasure up what he's saying, um, it just brings such life. So there we go. I think that's finished. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say one more thing. Sorry. Read it out loud. Seems weird, but someone when I was probably 15 or 16 said read it out loud because faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is it in Romans. And... Um, sometimes I don't I do I used to do it loads when I was younger a bit less now but actually just reading things out loud hearing that word knowing it's going in not just and it helps you stay awake if you're getting up <laughs> but um, reading out loud another practical thing there we go sorry I didn't want to <laughs>